Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. We have some mid-morning market commentary today. It's a good day for precious metals. We're finally busting out of this range, a little bit of a squeeze. You can confirm a breakout right now. Gold futures sitting at $1,742. Uh, that is up $25 on the day. Joining me right now is Mr. Rob Sin, the CEO technician, who is turning out to be a regular on the show. Rob, it's a pleasure to have you once again. How are you doing? Good, Trevor. Uh, thanks. I, I appreciate the invite. And yeah, it is a good day for precious metals. Uh, let's, uh, you know, you pride yourself on the technicalities of some chart reading. Let's take a look at this. We do have a breakout. Uh, it did uh, bust up above this uh, trend here that we saw, uh, perhaps on the back of some mentions of both negative interest rates from President Trump and also uh, the need for more QE uh, from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. That may have been a catalyst for this move. Uh, but what I'm seeing, Rob, is there any lines of resistance between here and 1800? Um, you know, it, it, this whole area is a little tricky between, you know, 1740 and 1800. We, we actually, we actually topped out around 1790 last month. So, um, you know, th this whole area could be considered to be a resistance zone. Um, but everybody likes to talk about 1800 because that's a big, that's a big round number psychological level. Uh, but gold looks looks really you know strong to me. It continues to hold uh, above 1680 to 1700 zone, which is a support uh, zone. And technically, it's it's worked off some of the overbought uh, that it it, it kind of got into you know the peak in April, and also sentiment has cooled off a bit. We've seen futures, uh, large speculators in, in gold futures have sort of cooled off on their on their longs. Um, and, and I think that the story of the day is actually really silver. I mean, gold gets the headlines and, and gold is the bigger market. But I think silver uh, was one that I said, you know, it's in the 15s. It's sort of no man's zone. Uh, I became more positive on it last week when it was um, about 1510. I just liked a lot of the um, the you know evolution of the chart it, it looked more bullish to me and i i liked the upside potential versus the downside uh you know risk and so here we are this morning at 1605 it is breaking out on the daily chart of what could be considered as a bull flag so so silver looks like a green light to me here yeah i've got a line of resistance at 16 dollars 11 cents rob and it was rejected right at that uh, earlier this morning uh, but uh, we'll see if it closes above that. Uh, it could be uh, maybe 20 cents higher from what I'm seeing. So we will uh, continue to watch silver. In fact, that uh, we reported it on the news briefing this morning that uh, gold-silver ratio is uh, dropping just a little bit. And and finally, it's still above 100, unfortunately, but uh, still it's, it's coming down a little bit. So we'll see how this all plays out. Yeah, the gold-silver ratio uh, coming back down under 100 would be positive for uh, the sector as a whole. You know, we, it would be good for a lot of the smaller miners and definitely uh, silver miners and silver explorers would, would do really well if, if silver started to outperform gold. So uh, I'd love to see that. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's go 
to kind of the major indices because that's uh, been a real story this week. We're starting to see a little bit of a turnaround in sentiment towards, uh, you know, turning more bearish other than bullish that we saw from a lot of recovery we saw from the bottoms uh, back in March, Rob. Uh, anything that really spurred this kind of turnaround? And, and we are seeing a little bit of a positive move up this morning in the S&P. But other than that, I don't think it's changed, uh, you know, the outlook this week as kind of being more of a downward trend. Well, it's funny that you say a positive move up because the S&P is actually in the red right now. And it was down huge just about an hour ago. But it has turned around a bit from being way, way down but still actually in the red. And actually, this is the third day in a row down uh, for the S&P. And usually um, when a major index like this drops for the third day and gets really oversold on the shorter term time frames, like we saw at around 10.30 a.m. this morning, uh, we, you know, we get a bounce. Uh, there's just you know, big support down around 27.60. Basically, the S&P has lost 200 points uh, from Monday's high. So it's a big move down, and we're probably due for a little bit of support and maybe even a little bit of a bounce here to end the week, but definitely a major change in character in the stock market this week where we went from some optimism and even people talking about a V-shaped recovery and the Fed chairman sort of poured cold water on that. And he said, I don't see a V-shaped recovery. That's not something that we should expect. Um, and there's just a more cautious tone. And that, that's sort of how these things go. You know, um, the, the technicals sort of lead the narrative, you know, and, and that's why I use technical analysis a lot. We can always make a narrative in hindsight for why something happened. Like, oh, what well, you know, why gold is up today? because the Fed chairman said this or blah, 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 blah. But in reality, the technicals were ready to roll over in the S&P at, at a big area between 29.50 and 3,000. We just had, we had a big move, it was exhausted, and the reality of the underlying you know, situation is just not that, that rosy. So it was, it was time to pull back, and so we have, and so maybe it's time to enter a little bit of a trading range for the next few days and then we'll see if that support down around uh, 2750 2760 does finally crack and, and then it would potentially get very ugly because i in my estimation if we do bust through let's say 20 you know 2700 area like tw uh, you know if i want to say a specific level 2718 if we break through that we could be dropping another couple hundred points pretty quick uh, well, I wanted to also have a chat with you, Rob, the, the difference between precious metals and the precious metals stocks. Uh, we did see a little bit of the miners get sold off throughout this week as the rest of the market was getting sold off. And that was despite uh, kind of gold being being range bound for the most part. Uh, today, a little bit of a turnaround. We're seeing gold move up and the gold miners also moving up uh, in many instances uh, while the rest of the market's still in the red. Um how do you continue to have these conversations and and reiterate to yourself that precious metals are not the same as precious metal stocks? I think that's a really important point you bring up. And a lot of people who may not be super experienced in the sector might think, well, gold is up 
why aren't, you know, so why isn't my gold mining stock up? And honestly, it's not 100% correlation. It's not even close to 100%, especially in the explorers, you know. In the exploration stocks, you could have gold down on the day and whatever the company puts out uh, news on a, on a new discovery, the stock could be up 50%, you know, and vice versa. Gold could be up, but for some reason, sentiment has changed on your junior exploration stock. It could be down 20%. And also, because these stocks are so thin, they can move around on a small amount of money. I mean, somebody wants to buy $50,000, it can move it up a lot. And somebody wants to sell $50,000 a stock, you know, it can move it down a lot. As far as the, the senior producers, like maybe Kirkland Lake or Newmont and Barrick, they're much more correlated with the gold price and its day-to-day -day movements. But even then, I think what we've seen uh, in the last, let's say, you know, couple of weeks um, is these stocks are consolidating after a very, very big rally at the end of March and, and the first part of April. I mean, they had tremendous moves. You know, we're talking about multi-billion dollar market cap companies that doubled, in some cases more than doubled, and so uh, they're a little tired and they need some digestion. And, and actually, what we've seen in, in Newmont, Barrick, um, you know, even Kirkland Lake, and, and many of the other names is actually very healthy. They worked off uh, what could be construed as a technical overbought, you know, condition at the end of April and, and sentiments probably cooled off as well. Like, you know, just look at the Kirkland Lake chart. It was down four days in a row heading into today. People are complaining on company channels and on Twitter. How can Kirkland Lake be down when gold is up? Well, okay. Maybe, maybe now is the time to actually buy, uh, on, on the NYSC Kirkland Lake's trading $40 and eight cents. Monday it was trading $44. So you get a 10% rebate. Why complain when you can just buy it at a better bargain? Yeah, fair point. Fair point. There was an idea that was kind of pushed around in my head this morning when I was reading off some of the, uh, the news headlines, Rob. And some of these companies have been holding off and stockpiling their bullion because they just basically couldn't get it into the market because of COVID and the supply chains disruptions that that all caused. If these companies and these producers have basically a good amount of bullion uh, in their vaults ready to hit the market, when the supply chain does open up, do you foresee that push of more bullion into the market um, a catalyst to maybe bring down the price of precious metals? You know, I, I don't think so. Um, we would need to see a sustained supply of selling physical gold onto the market and a waning of investment buying at the same time. Um, which is possible, of course, it's possible, but I believe that the macro catalysts for gold right now are so strong and so sustained that I don't think investment, you know, buying is going to really pull back a whole lot, uh, at least in the foreseeable future. I mean, obviously, macro variables can change over a good period of time, but right now, I think the market has priced in all of these factors and these dynamics in terms of the you know supply chain of physical metal 
And uh, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a technician, so I believe the market price is the right price at this moment in time. So I think 1742 an ounce is the correct price for gold on May 14th, 2020. Obviously, uh, that can that, that can change, you know, very quickly. Uh, but I, I think all those factors are are priced into the market, and, and people know that uh, physical gold from from these miners is gonna is gonna come back, uh, you know, into the system uh, now or very soon. All right, Rob. Well, that's all the time for this morning. Thanks so much for your time, and have yourself a great rest of the week. Thanks, Trevor. I really appreciate it.